Hey, hey guys, welcome to a special episode of Her360. I am so excited today because I am talking to none other than my friend Oni. And let me tell y'all about Oni and what y'all are getting ready to hear. Listen, y'all know I'm obsessed with TikTok. I have not been the creator for TikTok that I vowed to be, but I find amazing women there. And I found Oni on TikTok because she's an influencer once. She has two amazing boys with an amazing husband, but her TikToks are hilarious. And I laughed at Oni, laughed at Oni, laughed at Oni. And I was like, oh my gosh, she seems like so much fun. And when we reached out, it was an immediate connection and we've been jamming ever since. So today's episode, I'm talking to Oni as an influencer about how she balances it all. We even talk about how to get our husbands to support, which is I think is really important because a lot of times we assume that because it's our stuff, it's their stuff, and that's not always the case. So today, Oni shares a whole lot about her experience being an influencer. Even now, she's moved into teaching other influencers how to create a sustainable business as an influencer. She's an amazing mom, an amazing physician, and an amazing content creator. And she has so much to teach you. So in today's episode, we're just going to listen. We're just going to listen and learn how we balance the idea of being content creators and getting our husband on board to get it done as well. So that's today's episode. Without further ado, let's hop in and talk to our friend Oni. You're listening to the Her 360 podcast created for boss moms and wives committed to slaying their family and professional goals. You could say this show is the intersection of being a really good boss, a really good mom, and a really good wife, and doing them all on your own terms. Together, we'll have unfiltered conversations with moms from across the world about what it really takes to have the life you dream about. Kay has designed this show to be a safe place for honesty, vulnerability, and empowerment to support one another as we boldly go after life's dreams tear down old ideologies that keep us hostage, and as we pursue our own modern definitions of success. If you're an ambitious mom looking for a community that supports you while you continue to evolve into the woman that you and everyone else loves, then stick around because you're already amongst a good group of girlfriends. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, hey, Oni, thank you so much for coming to the show. I am so excited to talk to you today. Thank you for having me. You are more than welcome. So really quickly, I just want to kind of tell everybody why I invited you to the show. You are so funny to me and your family (laughs) is so beautiful. Uh, And I sometimes watch and I'm like, you know, my husband could probably do that, but there's no way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my husband doesn't even want to do it half the time, but his love for really? me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My husband is camera shy. He does not like to be a part of anything on social media like that. But it's just become part of our lives where he's just gradually become more and more comfortable, especially now. You see him more now because he's really just really into it now. <laughs> yes. I, you can't tell. And my husband's the same way. He's camera shy. He only has Facebook. He won't do anything else, but the personality. Yeah. I'm like, if I could just sneak and record him mm-hmm. doing this foolishness, I know we would make some money. But <laughs> for you, it comes so natural. And I did not know that your husband did not want to be on camera. That's <laughs> so funny. That is so funny. So today I want to have a conversation with you because since COVID happened, 
I have done a lot more influencer marketing because I've got four kids. They're all at home and I needed to find something else to do um, to supplement some income because there's only so many clients I can take on. And I've gotten a lot of questions since I've started from clients and people that are connected with me alike on how I was able to get it done. And I like to be completely transparent. I'm still figuring it out. So I'm still learning how to work with brands. I'm still pitching and figuring out all of these things. I think part of what helped is that I already had a social presence that was engaged. Mm -hmm. But there's some intricacies that I didn't know um, would require so much of me. So now when people ask, I'm like, hmm. Are you sure? (laughs) Are you positive that this is what you want to do? So my goal with this series is to talk to other influencers that have been doing this for a number of years that really enjoy what they do, but really provide some clarity to some people that want to add this level of service to their current business model on what they really are getting ready to get into. So if you would, do you mind sharing a little bit about your background with the listeners so they can kind of get to know who you are? Okay. Well, I'm Oni Ozzy. I have been practicing medicine as a physician assistant uh, for over seven years now, and I've been blogging for nine going on 10 years and really <clears throat> got deep into what I like to call content creation um, in 2017. That's when I really started working harder into it. So I've been steadily blogging, going in and out, of course, but really being consistent as of 2017. So when you first started, and I know, you know, things are completely different now, even from 2017 to now, I think that there's a lot that's changed. But when you first started, like, what was your thought process when you came into the content creation space? So when I first started blogging in 2011, it was because I was moving across country to my grad program to become a PA. And I couldn't see or find anyone that looked like me. I wanted to figure out, okay, what should I expect, especially being one of the only Black women or people in my program? Like, how am I going to survive this long distance relationship that I'm in for the first time. And I couldn't find the story. So I decided to start journaling my my own journey so that someone else could find the breadcrumbs one day if they were looking for it and, and be that resource that I couldn't find. Yep. Um, I did that throughout. And then when after we got engaged, my blog became more of a wedding planning blog. And I was sharing that as we moved uh, once again to another part of the country. And um, after that, had so much going on, um, had my first son when, and just being really transparent, had my first son and went through postpartum anxiety and just Mm -hmm. was looking for a resource. I was the first one of my friends to even have a child and just couldn't figure out what was going on. So blogs really brought me through that. And so when I was pregnant with my second son, I was like, okay, I want to, I want to be able to maintain this community, be there for people, because I know that this is what I needed when I was going through it. And so I, then in 2017 started going into blogging for my own mental health really I didn't even realize until maybe a few months down the road that oh wait this is your job yeah 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 I really just needed some therapy and an outlet and then I started realizing oh people are taking this seriously like a like a job oh okay Mm -hmm. and so I was like well I'm already in it so let's see where it goes 
That's so funny um, that you say that because that sounds like your blog kind of evolved with you. Yeah. Um, which is I've always shared, we do this marketing stuff, which is, you know, that's what we do for our profession. We got a marketing agent, that's it. But I've always used myself as the draw because I've always wanted to work with women like me that needed to understand how to create systems and maneuver through the internet in order to sell their services, but couldn't find the resources that look like them. That was the main reason why I started this in 2013. I was probably a handful of the few chocolate girls online talking about digital marketing stuff, which was tough because I wanted to learn from somebody that looked like me. Yeah. I wanted to, to for them to understand the challenges that I had and learn how to communicate with people that look like me on a professional level that actually got them results. So I can completely relate to that. So fast forwarding to now that it's turned into a business because you said that you were like, oh, this, this is a job now. Yeah. <laughs> in 2017, when you started to really tune into this, mm-hmm. what was the determining factor for you that made you say, okay, this is something that one, I know people are expecting from me, but then how do I turn it into something that actually supports my family not just from a resource standpoint, but actually helps us accomplish our goals. So I really just say it's, I thank God that it's been able to support my family in the way that it does. Um, Although I didn't go in with that intention, I'm the type of person when I decide I'm going to do something, I go all in. And so Mm -hmm. really, I feel that no matter what field, but especially with influencer marketing, that's what it has to be. You have to decide that you're going to go all in and be, intentional and seriously consistent Um, because while I was doing it, I I was just creating and creating. And as you had mentioned before, we, or when I say we, because it really influencer marketing or sincerely only is really we, me and my husband at this time. But Mm -hmm. when I initially got into it, (laughs) he's the one that, that pushed me into it. He was like, he saw that I was getting down again. And he was like, Hey, remember when you were blogging before, why don't you, go back to that. And so he knew that that had brought light to me. And so honestly, influencer marketing is great if you are ready to be intentional and know that there's going to be ups and downs and you're doing it not based off of emotion. Because Mm -hmm. the point that it started becoming a job, I couldn't find the same escape unless I decided Mm -hmm. to be myself completely. That's why it's always evolved with me. But I've also always been transparent because with it, I realized that people want the stories. They they want they to know your story and who you are. And if you're not comfortable sharing that, there's there's only so far you can go in in the space unless you go intentional with, OK, I'm not doing lifestyle. I'm doing just business and just go all right. in there. You can do that, but you have mm-hmm. to go all the way in. You know, not just, you know, in and out say, oh, maybe you've got to plan ahead. You've got to have a a system ready where you can create the content consistently and put it out there. Which for us, we know that that's a lot of work. Yeah. And we use our families like our families. You said me him and we that's yeah. the blog yeah. you and your husband like a lot of times it does it requires a different level of support yeah. from home yeah. I can speak from experience when I was just doing business stuff it didn't involve him it was just me you know it was easy but when I started having the conversations with him to say hey these ladies are asking me for more than just how to create a sales funnel they're asked they're wondering like how I'm able to work 
how our communication works. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I want to share that. (laughs) I'm like, well, it was a process to get him to even come to the place where he was like, okay, I'm open with having our family open like this. Was your husband always like on board with what you were doing or did it take some progressing for him to say, okay, this is what we're doing. This is a we thing and not just a she thing. So I will say, as I said in the beginning, he was kind of pushing me there. But then when he saw, because <laughs> when I take something, I run with it. And he mm-hmm. knows that. So he was kind of taking it back where it was like, OK, now I'm wanting you to take all these pictures every week or, mm-hmm. um, you know, I need to get this or that. I need to plan an outfit. I need time and space to do this, especially in our transitions of moving and whatnot. Um he was really resistant at first. He he couldn't stand it. I'll say, to be honest, after a while, he was like, I'm not taking pictures every weekend. You know? <laughs> okay, okay, I'm going to just batch shoot it. And then, you know, we'll just do a whole bunch of shots. And then it was like, okay, I need it more often. Okay, fine, I'll just hire mm-hmm. somebody. But it, as he watched me find this joy in it, um, as things have pro- progressed, and especially as, by God's grace, the income has just, you know, Mm-hmm. then flowing in a way that we are so appreciative he's like okay all right okay. <laughs> he he takes <laughs> my pictures more seriously he's you know he's my main photographer although I work with other people he is my CFO we have weekly meetings we can plan like he's even gone to the point he can help me with ideas like okay what about you do this for this reel or this for this image and so it took time though I mean it's been years but I just thank God that we've gotten to this place but it really it take I think it took seeing me be very serious about it and not let up not let go and know that this is a part of us and our our relationship and also respecting his boundaries absolutely that's one of the biggest things that's a whole nother conversation I think that we should have because our husbands are there with us I think sometimes it's assumed that they want to be and that they enjoy it the same way we enjoy it. If I'm like, okay, I want to go jump off the cliff because I think it's going to help me do this. He's like, all right, let's plan it out. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to be at the bottom taking pictures. But there are some things he's willing to do. And there are some things that he's not willing to do. Yeah. And I'm over here like, oh, but if we do this and he's like, oh, I don't I'm not there yet. So I think that's important that we point that out because everybody that's got the spouse, you want your spouse to be there. And sometimes his support is just giving you the space to go and take the pictures. Maybe it's not, he's in them, but he's just like, okay, baby, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. I'll be here. I'll watch the kids and you go do what you got to do. But I don't want to be necessarily a part of it. So let's talk about time because you mentioned taking pictures every weekend and your husband thought of fit because you were taking pictures every weekend. (laughs) How much time, um, would you say, and this doesn't have to be like an exact number. This is just, if I'm thinking about doing this, what should I have in place before I start to put this into my routine? Like what kind of time should I be creating space for in my own life to make sure that I'm able to handle what I think I'm ready to get into? You know, that question is very hard because if anybody asked me at any stage of my life, okay, can you create time for this? I may have just said, I have no time. Like there's literally no time mm-hmm. more hours in my day. It's really about, for me, multitasking, planning ahead, 
and be intentional. So I plan ahead in a way where I will take at least three, let's say at least three outfits in one go. I set aside at least an hour, maybe two, especially if I have the kids involved and make sure I make the most out of it. If I'm batch shooting, I'm going to at least have two postable images with one outfit because you need something, or at least for me, I'm like, okay, I need something for this sponsored post, but I need something non-sponsored also. Yep. And so I'm always planning that ahead, making sure that I'm even at this point trying to be a month ahead of, oh, I have enough images for maybe a month if I just decided to, to not take Not picture. do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's been for me the best for my mental health, because when I say you have to be seriously consistent that can come with some anxiety. Like, how am I going to get that done? And it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. if you're wanting to be consistent by November, put the work in in October, you know, you want to make sure that you're like, and also for me, when I say I multitask, most mornings I'll go for a walk and create my captions. Then Mm -hmm. I work from home, you know, hundred percent. I'm trying to one, make sure I get my steps in Yeah, to myself before the kids wake up and, you know, take all of my attention and then also trying to get these captions done. So I don't have to worry about them, you know, creating them live when I'm like, oh, I need to put something up. Okay, but the captions already ready to go. So planning ahead with a goal of a month would be amazing, I think, for most people. That would be so amazing. And <laughs> when I tell people to plan ahead for the month, they're like, oh, how do I do that? I'm like, girl, just do it in one shot. Yeah. Just do it in one sitting. And then that way, at least the con- the visual part of yeah. the content is there. Yeah. And you can use that as inspiration to create your captions, especially if you don't have sponsored content yet. It's all about you at that point and the stories that you want to tell in your family. So you don't have to create for someone else. So you can really just focus on on you and the stories you want to put out and really establishing what your message is for your Exactly. I was going to say that with with your own messaging, it's like, okay, you don't necessarily have to go into your life, but what do you go into? Do you go Mm -hmm. into wellness? Do you go into workouts? Do you talk about books? Are you an advocate? Like you want to make sure you have the content for that. Yep. I agree. 100% agree. So what would you say um, has been one of the primary challenges that you've had to deal with and how did you get over it? There's so many big and small. I'll say a real primary challenge is knowing my worth. I won't say to this day, but even up until the beginning of the year, I thought I knew my worth, but it's like, like they say, know your worth and then add, add, add some zeros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because these people will have you believe that, you know, you should be doing whatever you're doing for a couple hundred. And it's man. Let's talk about that for a minute. And I I didn't plan on going here, but let's talk about that. I always get asked about pricing. I don't know. I'm still, you know, we're figuring it out. Right. But as I'm learning, I'm like, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. There's There's a lot of money to be made. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, I've, I've, I have, build for five figures in four months when we started adding this part into the business model. And I know, yes, that comes because I already had some established something there. So it was an easier way to say, okay, I already got an audience. This is who they are. But 
when you're starting, I always get the question, like, what should I charge? I'm like, um, there is a thought process and I want you to share your thought process. I'm going to give you an example of what I'm talking about. For me, I know that if this brand wanted to go and work and do this shoot on their own, they have costs for videography, they have costs for photography, they have costs for the graphic designers, the photo editors, all of those are costs. So there's a cost to create the content. Then there's a cost to promote the content to a targeted audience of people that they may or may not already have. So I consider those costs. And I will go out and do research on commercial photography and how much all of that costs because it's going to be cheaper to work with me than it would be for you to be able to publish, create, and advertise this content. So what's your thought process when you are setting up your value as to how you consider how you're even creating your tiers of services or what you're going to charge for that campaign in relation to the brand that you're working with? Um, Really for me, um, one, it depends on what the brand is wanting and also what my time is worth. Mm -hmm. So I feel like essentially you start with what your time is worth and then everything that the brand wants, you charge for that, whether it's exclusivity white listing? Do you want my kids in it? Is it a video or real? Is it a carousel or IG post? I take those into account. And then of course, oftentimes nowadays I may create content that doesn't even get published Mm -hmm. to my own channels, but it's still, okay, what is the time, you know, dedication to that? It really is a slew of things, but you also have to consider where is this opportunity coming from. Sometimes with platforms, which is which have been amazing, especially when you're starting out in the industry, you may not be able to negotiate yeah. or set your own price. I mean, you can definitely negotiate because I would still negotiate even if they had a price on there or whatever. So <laughs> never accept, like never, 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 never accept the first number someone gives you. Like no matter Absolutely. what, no matter what, even as a platform ask for more. It may be tough. You may not be able to get more, but even if they say it's non-negotiable, you know, everything is negotiable. Yeah. Yes. So always, always ask first and foremost, because us as women, we always hesitate and just want to be appreciative of what Mm -hmm. we get. But, but then that one day when you look back and realize I was worth so much more, you're going to be a, you didn't ask. So (laughs) always ask, it will not kill you. Yep. Um, But definitely if, if you're working directly with a brand or directly with an agency, yes, definitely add some more zeros there. Yes. And here's the deal. They are coming to you because they see value. If they come to you, they come to you because they know you have an audience of people that they want to reach. They already know this. Uh, If you're pitching them, you have to sell the value, but understanding who your audience is, what you can bring to the table as far as content creation is concerned, how people engage with you, knowing those things goes a long way. What I've learned here just since the top of the year is that a lot of times my engagement is way higher than the brands and that's worth a lot of money. It's not that they can't do it on their own. It's just a challenge to do it on their own. So it's easier to outsource that, get our stories, our perspectives on their products, on their services. It's a much more genuine interaction if that's something that is naturally a part of your platform. And that's worth money. That's worth a lot of money. Think about testimonials and things of that nature that come to you. That's worth money to you. And it makes it so much easier to sell your service when somebody else is talking about how great you are. It's the same thing for these brands. If they can get our stories and get 
our real life application of how we use their products and what it means to us, it's worth a lot of value. And don't be afraid to figure out what that value is. Yeah. To figure out what that value is. So for the mommies, I've got one question that I always ask mommies because balance is huge for me, even though I don't think that balance is like a one size fit all for everybody. I think you have to define what your own balance is. What are some ways that you regulate what balance is for you and your house to make Mm -hmm. sure that even though you're handling all of these different things that you still keep a level playing field for yourself mentally. Yeah. So really I have to keep my own boundaries where I know that when I say multitask, I have to also know that I have to put things away at a certain time. Mm -hmm. Like I make sure to hire help Um, so that I can spend more time with my kids. Um, I want to be intentional about the time that I spend with them. I don't want to always be on my phone, which has been so hard, and especially Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Like my husband honestly had to come to me and he was like, I don't like that you're always on your phone. And and it hurt. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm working. I'm working. (laughs) You know, I'm not just scrolling. I'm working. This is work. But but still, but still. So creating that boundary and like having that time that you say, okay, I need to go get down on the ground and play with these kids at least for 15 to 30 minutes and then go do this. Not think about Mm -hmm. this while I'm doing that, you know. So everything else can be juggled and multitasked, you know. Things should definitely, the number one thing that changed my blogging journey, because I know when I started, I was getting so overwhelmed to the point of tears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and someone was like, just hire somebody for that. You, yep. You can hire somebody. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so literally that changed everything for me because I thought that I had to do everything myself. I And which I stand by knowing and being aware of at least the foundation right. of everything before you hire it out. Right. But definitely learn, figure it out, work it out a little bit, and then hire someone to take that over for you. Yeah. That you're aware. Just know enough to be dangerous with it and then get it off your plate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your blog is a business just like your company Mm -hmm. has systems and processes and you are responsible in your company for your singular role. It's the same thing. Identify what you want to do and what you have to do. I even say, identify what you have to do and the stuff that you don't have to do, learn how to do it so you can manage it and get it off of your plate as soon as you can. And I know some ladies, you know, you're bootstrapping it, maybe Financially, you're trying to make sure that you're not taking away from things, but mm-hmm. understand that this is a business and there are expenses that go along with your business. But if you yeah. set it up correctly, it should support itself in time. But you should not be doing everything, even though it's a yep. blog about you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even though it's about you uh, people don't need to know that you can put that article on WordPress like it doesn't matter girl <laughs> how they got it like as long as you are the source mm-hmm. of the content all the details and that technical stuff I wish I would mm-hmm. I really wish I would because <laughs> I don't have time like it's four mm-hmm. kids in this house mm-hmm. and my kids are demanding like they are <laughs> Uh, you said you was going to be done at five. It's 5.05. Why are you still at the computer? Like, I got those kind of kids. 
Mm-hmm. Mommy, you didn't kiss me today. Like, what's going oh. on? And the two-year-old just don't care about nothing. Meetings, yes. nothing. She just like, uh, pick me up. I want you. So there are things that I could do, and maybe I do enjoy them. But in order for this to fulfill me personally, because I'm doing this because I want to be happy, mm-hmm. it makes me happy to share the stories. It gives yeah. me joy to see your feedback. But that don't mean I have to be in the weed of things in order to get that done. So I'm so glad you pointed that out because I talk to so many people that's doing it all. And I'm like, girl, there are people, that's a $50 job. I promise you, yes, um, you can get that done. For there's like, somebody for that. There's somebody for it that would be yeah. happy to do it. Um, just think about you stimulating the economy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, get that off your plate. And I've been so excited recently. I've been able to make sure my entire team is, is Black women. And I'm yes. also, but I just, oh, it's been refreshing just for my own sake and sanity. And just, yeah. Isn't that a good feeling? Like, mm-hmm. I get to do what I love, share my stories. I love that. You love it. But I also get to do it in a way where there's something special to say, oh, I got a team that works yes. on that. Yes. Yes. I got a team that works on that. That's a, that's a, it gives you some kind of different girl power feeling mm-hmm. when you say that. At least for me, it does. Oh, I feel you completely, completely. I'm like, oh, I got somebody for that. What you want? Okay. I'll create, I'm the creative director. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'm gonna let my team get this and they're gonna be the ones to communicate and you know make sure that everything shows up and I'm gonna show up for camera time and mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna plan mm-hmm. this out on the back end. I'll be the yeah. creative director, but somebody else is gonna execute this so that I can continue to do this because there's one yeah. thing about my family. My husband is not hundred percent supportive, but he still has like a small ounce of tradition in him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where okay, I leave and go to work every day you at home. So Mm -hmm. kids, food, you know, all of that. Can a brother get a meal? It don't have to be a gourmet (laughs) meal. I can feed him a hot dog, but just can he come home to something to eat? That's why I had to get this blue apron because I was like, I don't want to have to think about what he's Listen! Over here. Listen! (laughs) And, you know, it don't it could be a sandwich, but did I just stop what I was doing to make Mm -hmm. sure Baby can eat when he get home. And I'm, you know, I'm being transparent here. I was not always that. I was not Mm. always that. I was always. Girl, can we get into that? Because that's been my own like struggle because I want to be the boss woman, but I also want to serve my husband. And it's so hard to juggle. Oh my God. So I have, we have literally had come to Jesus's where he's like, babe, this is transparent. For a little while, he was like, come on, y'all, so we can help support mommy's dreams. That mm-hmm. didn't make me feel good. I was like, well, wait a minute. I'm doing this because I want to share stories. I want the kids to be able to look back and be like, damn, yeah. my mama love me, you know, in yeah, a way. Yeah. So, yeah, this is my dream, but I don't want it to be like a chore. Yes, 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 yes. I don't want it to be like a chore for you. I want you to be happy to show mm-hmm. up and do this kind of stuff. And he told me, he was like, well, we feel like, and he threw the we on me, like my kids, like they had <laughs> had a little conversation about it. We feel like, you know, we have to stop everything we're doing so that you can do this. But then mm-hmm. if we need you, we can't get 100% of you. See, I'm and, glad my kids are not old enough to say something like that because that hurts. I was like, bit. ouch. <laughs> Yeah. Ouch. 
And he was like, you know, I work all day, every day, and I try to make sure you have the space to do what you want, but I shouldn't have to do this. I shouldn't have to do this. You know, I don't want you up all night, like the computer in the bed with us. Like, I might just want to kiss my wife and not have to deal with, you know, the swerve because you're trying to figure something out. He was like, I really need you to make space for us. Like, you making space for this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) It's a tightrope that I'm just like, how... How are we going to balance this? Because this really is really hard to get a true balance unless I literally hire everything out. Mm-hmm. There's still something you can't hire out. Like you can't. Yep. You, you can't. can't. You know what? I had a customer tell me I was telling her about some stuff that I was going through. She said, "Kay, you have all the time in the world to do that, but you can't outsource being a mom. Yeah. You can't mm-hmm. outsource being a wife. So if you can't outsource being a wife and a mom, then what's the priority from a wife and a mom standpoint? Yeah. that you got to do. And then everything else got to center around that. Like, yeah. I know you want to be big shot, you know, Instagram is like your thing, but sometimes you just got to step, take a step back and be like, okay, I am a wife and a mom first and I'm a wife and a mom. And that's the reason why I can even be an influencer, why these stories are even coming out because I am a wife and a mother. So you yeah. can't neglect the thing that's helping you be able to share these stories. Yeah. I ain't figured it out completely. I try to have systems like, and I'll let you share your systems, but for Tim and I, we've agreed that once a week, you know, it's our time on Friday nights, nothing else happens. If we can't, we can't, we don't go anywhere now, uh, but we try to find, and we are starting to go out, but we try to find fun stuff to do where it's just he and I, no kids involved, but there's also a space during the week where we talk and it's, you made me upset this day, or I felt like this, this day, and it's outside of the house. Mm-hmm. So it's in a safe place. So that stuff is not waited at home. But we try to resolve whatever the week's issues were in a conversation and make a plan to go forward. It's helped. It's helped to bring some awareness to me. And I always start with me because I'm like, okay, like you said, I want to be a boss. So I am completely 900 the boss of K Whitaker Media Group. But I am not the boss of the Whitaker household. I am learning (laughs) (laughs) that I'm not the boss. He, he, we're a team. So he's helped or he has tried to help. And me doing that has created more of a sense of urgency for him, even on my stuff, Mm -hmm. because there's an agreement in place that says, okay, I'm getting to express my feelings. She's paying attention to him. She's making the adjustments. So whatever she needs me to do. I'm going to do it because I know that these things are being reciprocated to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Our juggle has been real crazy, especially with these past several months, all of us being at home and the kids. And y'all just moved. Yes, the move has been the blessing because we moved closer to family. Uh, and so kids get to go to grandma and grandpa's house for about two days every oh, week. Nice. We get to, yeah, we get to reconnect and also work together. Those are our days we have meetings. But another thing, I'll, my audience probably notices this. I kind of go, you know, Rogue. blackout on weekends. <laughs> yeah, on weekends. Weekends, I'm not trying to be on the stories yep. and all that stuff. I don't I don't want to be on my phone like that. I want to be focused more on family, which I mean, with Q4 is going to be a whole nother uh, thing. But I've really been consistent on weekends are about my family. I'm not trying to be all on my phone or all on my computer. I don't want meetings. I'm not seeing patients at that time. You know, I'm working Monday through Friday and that's it. That's a, that's a good habit. And I want you to talk about that if we still have time, like for so long. And I've been a no weekends girl for a long, long time now. 
but I get questions. And even sometimes I have like, dang, should I at least be in my stories on the weekends? Engagement, mm-hmm. right? So during the week, yeah. I'm pushing, pushing, pushing. But on the weekends, I'm like, oh, there's two days. I ain't posted nothing. Or maybe I posted yeah. something and it's scheduled, but I ain't been in my stories. You know, what has been your way to get a bit one? Did you have those feelings when you first started to say, okay, this is blackout time. I'm not doing it. And then two, what helped you overcome that? So I'll be honest. I still get anxiety about not being as engaged on the weekends because I notice my story suffer a bit. Oh man. Um, <clears throat> trying to get back up mm-hmm. on one day. So I might like repost, reshare something on a, on a, on a Saturday and Sunday, <laughs> to be honest. But um Really, if you create a schedule in your mind of consistency, I'll tell you my my trick. Okay. The reason why I have the weekends off is because although my audience is checking for me, people sending me checks are working Monday through Friday. This is true. Now you can <laughs> 10 times so the people at the back can hear that yeah. is absolutely so, true. So I make sure that I have for me, I'm trying to make sure I have at least four posts a week, be it three or four, but it's Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday. And then we all off on the weekend. You can say so. that again. Now that's the truth. That's my mindset. That's why I've been okay with okay on the weekend. I'm, I'm just, I need to my peace of mind. And oftentimes I still have to shoot a bit on the weekend. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit more laid back and not as hectic um, as the weekdays, which are, are wild. You know, it's like I'm holding my breath trying to make it to the weekend. <laughs> and then, all right, we made it. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> We made it. Now, that's a very accurate statement. And I think that's enough to help anybody. You are so true. The checks are not coming. They don't even want your, don't post my stuff on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Please don't do me like that. So that's a very, if you are money motivated, um, that's enough to be able to give you the confidence that you need that, you know what, Saturday and Sunday is all good because they're not looking, they're not checking for this stuff on Saturday and Sunday anyway. Most of them want to hit your profile on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. so you in good shape. I like that. I like that. Uh, so before we wrap up, tell everybody where to find you. Okay. So everybody can find me on everything at Sincerely Oni. Sincerely O-N-Y-I on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, my blog, all of that. Now, are you still TikToking like you were a few buzz back? Girl. Okay. So let me, let me be transparent about what happened with me and TikTok. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay, so of course the craziness with the move, but also around that time, brands started coming at me for TikTok content. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I got into TikTok for my mental health. <laughs> I wanted to be and escape and just make whatever TikTok I wanted to make. I didn't want to like, you know, I just loved it for the fun, fun of what it. it was. But then when brands, yeah, when brands started asking me to do sponsor stuff. And on top of what I'm already doing on every other channel, it kind of sucked that joy. And I was like, I ain't doing it. I had to start saying, no, I'm I'm not. And because at first I was saying yes. And then it ended to the point that I had to tell them, I'm I'm sorry, I can't get the TikTok out. I just, it just didn't feel right to me. And I was like a TikTok, like versus reels. I didn't want to ever reels. And then people were like, oh no, we want the reels. And so I was like, okay, fine. So right now I'm struggling to find my balance back to TikTok because I enjoyed making the content that just made me happy. And listen, we can see Um, the happiness. At least I can. Y'all, if y'all are not on, and I know a lot of you all are like, don't want to go to TikTok, but seriously, you got to go. You got to go for the last. Like I will probably 
that's probably like my my relief once the kids are in the bed I will sit and laugh for hours if if Mm -hmm. my husband will let me just scroll through TikToks just scroll (laughs) it is so funny so that is how I found on it laughing on TikTok during COVID I was like this girl is like like we the same <laughs> she just bold <laughs> enough to do it on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, I'm just like, okay, Lord. And then like it coming into moving and then Q4, which is like everything is demanding yeah. a lot of me. I'm like, okay, I need to find my space again. Mm-hmm. But and I was so disappointed when you moved. I know you're in Houston and you're happy uh-huh. in Houston, but I realized yes. you were in Houston from San Antonio. And I was like, oh, oh my God, I am. Oh, you're in San Antonio? I moved to San Antonio from oh. Houston <laughs> at the beginning of the year. My husband's job moved oh. us out here and I have been looking and we'll have this conversation <laughs> offline, y'all. I'm not going to do this to y'all, but I am going to say this and then we're going to hop off and then I'm going to talk to her. <laughs> so I have been looking, searching. <laughs> I am still searching. If you are listening to this and you are in the San Antonio area and you are a Black creator, <laughs> please reach out. I have been searching for creators uh-huh. and people in this area. But then we got here yeah. and COVID happened and it was like, yeah. pause, you ain't doing nothing. Yeah. So I've kind of been over here like, where they at? Where they at? And we'll have a whole other <laughs> oh, conversation no. offline. But I'm like, okay, where is everybody? So when I saw you move and you were like, I'm so happy to be here from San Antonio. I was like, how did I miss that? <laughs> I would have been Man. a crazy stalker a long time ago, all in your DMs, uh, like, sis. Girl, I know we could have, it would have been a good time. That would have been a good time. I was like, yeah. if I could have just, just for five minutes, yeah. <laughs> just for five minutes. So I will talk in a minute offline. So ladies, it's been amazing. Uh, Oni, thank you so much for coming and being a guest on the show. Thank you for having me. Guys, go connect with her. If you want a good laugh, you want to see a beautiful family and hear from a beautiful soul four to five days out the week, like she told you. (laughs) (laughs) Go connect with her on Instagram. Follow her on TikTok. Whenever she get back to TikTok, I promise you. But her reels are just as good. So just connect. You will not be sorry. I promise you. And then re-listen to this episode. Take notes because she dropped some gems and then she and I are going to hop off and chat for just a few seconds. Thanks so much guys for listening to the show and I'll see you on the next episode. If you loved this episode, Kay wants to know, please subscribe if you haven't already and leave us a five-star review telling us what you loved and what your takeaways were. By leaving your review, it helps us to continue to provide awesome content and book guests that you love and want to hear from. And as a token of our appreciation for your review, we want to send you a gift. Kay's compiled a list of her favorite resources that help keep her balanced, focused, energized, and sane, and she wants to send it to you. To get a copy of Kay's favorite things, leave us a review, take a screenshot of it, and email it to podcast at kaywhitaker.com, and we'll send it right over. It's that simple. Until the next episode, be sure to connect with Kay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kay Whitaker. This conversation has been great, and we can't wait to see you on the next episode.